Welcome to the Midas Touch Podcast, Ben Micellis, joined by Brett Micellis and Jordy Micellis. We have a great podcast for you. We have guest Toby Morton, who you all may know from his days writing for South Park. But Toby's become the accidental activist that we love at Midas Touch. And he got into a little tiff with our uh, with our little friend Bobbert out in Colorado, went to her (laughs) shooters restaurant. He was filming and getting gathering information in the area. Bobbert comes out herself, didn't bring any guns, apparently, but just came outside the restaurant. She might have had one holstered. I got to I got to take a look at the footage. I don't know. I don't believe truthfully that Bobbert knows how to use a gun like effectively. I think it's all bullshit. I think her whole the way she holds the guns in those photographs, like when you speak to real gun people, I'm not like a real gun person. I'm not a hunter, um, although I know people who are hunters and I certainly respect their right to hunt. I respect their right to go to shooting ranges. But real people who support the Second Amendment don't believe that you should walk around with military style weapons on the street. But when they tell me they look at these photos of her playing Rambo, which may be a good name for her because I think her new nickname is Bobo the Clown after her (laughs) clownish performance at CPAC. They're like, that's just not people who use guns just don't fucking do that. That's just what crazy people who dress up with guns for Halloween do. Well, anyway, we're going to talk to Toby Morton about that situation, how we got out to Colorado, what happened, the aftermath. What is Bob like? Don't you have a job? Aren't you a representative in the United States Congress? Does she just hang out at her restaurant all day looking for people who are coming by, chilling with her guns, giving people diarrhea? That's a real story. She what happened rest- with the diarrhea? Her, her restaurant gave uh, quite a few people diarrhea, apparently, according to uh, according to the press. Shooter's Grill, not a pleasant place to eat. It doesn't shock me that uh, it's like when you really go into all of the Trump facilities, it's all shit and it's all a facade, you know, and her shooters grill is literally all shit. Here is a piece from the Daily Beast that says Q curious Republican who gave customers at her gun theme restaurant diarrhea wins house seat. That's how the Daily Beast (laughs) introduced Lauren Boebert to Congress and their (laughs) subhead. Their subtitle is Explosive Result. <laughs> well, it definitely was the most an immature explo- person on the planet. <laughs> it's definitely an explosive result. I don't think that it's Q curious anymore. I think she's full fledged QAnon. And we saw that on display this weekend at the CPAC convention out in Dallas. Do they do these every like six months, every six months? (laughs) CPAC again? Wasn't like six months ago in Florida, there was a CPAC convention like at the Hyatt. When I have like legal conventions, they're usually like once a year (laughs) things. Are these like every two months? Let's just address that first. Are these every two months now? Apparently they are. Uh, I think they just need to keep the grift going, keep their Mm. their entire operation going and their problem is right now is that they don't really have any ideas or or tangible policies to run on that are actually going to help people so they need to have similar to a circus and these events look very much like a circus they need to have these events travel the country and activate their crazy base and you saw this event this week. It was filled with the three percenters, the militia group. It was filled with other white nationalists. It was filled with Nick Fuentes, a white nationalist, 20, I think he's 22 years old, who was recently suspended from Twitter, screaming out that he is proudly anti-Semitic, proudly homophobic, proudly racist. These are the kind of people that CPAC is attracting with this event. And I think it goes back to what we've been saying from the very beginning. There is nothing conservative about these people or these events. These are white nationalist racist events. These are the events of insurrectionists who are hell bent on really taking down this country. Let me just say this on Nick Fuentes real quick. And this is the only thing I will ever say about this fucker ever again. Look, he's a literal fucking Nazi, this kid. 
And his whole brand is to get his buddies next to him, his cousins, his brothers, his best friends that he grew up with, to just bring up this image of Nazism. It's disturbing. So when he enters CPAC, everybody's screaming because no one, no one actually knows what the fucking this kid looks like. He's a dweeb, man. He comes in wearing these ski glasses like he wants to be known. And he comes in, they go, Nick Fuentes is here. Nick Fuentes is here. As he's sh- like spitting off how anti-Semitic he's going to be at his own press conference, how misogynistic his speech, how racist his speech is going to be. His whole shtick is a fucking Nazi act. Fuck that guy. He's a fucking loser, this kid. Unlike the Boberts, unlike the Marjorie Taylor Greens, my whole thing with him, he's a literal nobody Nazi. Let him spew his own shit in his little wormhole and speak to fucking nobody. He needs these people. He actually needs the media attention for his brand to get propped up because he told all his buddies, I'm sure of it, that, hey, when I'm the next Charlie Kirk to Kirk McFuckface, I'll bring you guys up with me. Fuck that Nick Fuentes kid. He's a well, here's fucking the thing, loser. Here's the thing, though, Jordy. Him and Charlie Kirk feud, and this is what we've seen at CPAC, which is like Charlie Kirk is a crazy motherfucker who spouts racism, hateful, just kind of crazy, anti-vax, just all the things that are wrong. But now you have even like a crazier version of that. And that's who this Nick Fuentes is. And him and Kirk have feuded over Fuentes saying that Kirk is actually too moderate. But that's what the CPAC brings out. The one that we talked about two months ago was held at a Hyatt and their stage was a Nazi symbol, which uh, the CPAC claimed was inadvertent. So they went from the swastika to a giant dick. Literally, the stage at the CPAC was just shaped as a penis. I'm not making that up. Go look at what the stage was shaped as a a literal penis. And then you've got actual dicks just running around a dick filled event. And the Fuentes of the world, the as Brett was saying, the three percenters, people who call themselves super patriots. They're literally all there. And what it reminds me of when I used to live in downtown L.A., the anime convention every now and then would kind of come into town at the L.A. Convention Center. And you would see everybody dressed up in their cosplay gear and their different characters. People would dress like Pikachu, you know, and it would be a little weird, but but everyone was having fun. And so, you know, it was all a community building exercise. But when you see these CPACs roll into town, Brett, I think you said it best. These are like Nazi Pikachus running into town. Exactly. And, And it doesn't impress me at all that you can get a crowd of 10, 15,000 people who are trying to find a community. These people are just out of their basements and now they are full fledged, you know, in this cosplay mode at these stages. I wonder how many of these people are estranged from their families. <laughs> All of them. How many of these people are the people who their families avoid at Thanksgiving or don't invite to holidays? I would say a above average percentage. They're probably the people in the families who, <laughs> when weddings roll around, they're like, I don't know where the fuck I'm going to fit fucking sit Fuentes. Where, where am I sitting, Nick, man? He's a fucking lunatic. People. And while CPAC kicked out Fuentes, they certainly had no problem welcoming with open arms the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, and all these other white nationalist groups. The only reason they really kicked out Fuentes was because he was making a big scene about it. Let's not get it twisted here. He was just being loud. He was yeah. like, I'm Nick Fuentes. I'm <laughs> Nick Fuentes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, f- fuck that guy. That kid needs attention to grow his brand. That's why he keeps trying to build it off of Charlie Kirk to Kirk McFuckface. And Ben, just real quick before we move on, I, it's got to be Comic-Con, man. It was not called the anime convention. So before you get dragged on Twitter by our followers. No, 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 Journey, they have anime conventions in LA that are not uh, Comic-Con. Like right. they have specific- I said like, it with such charity. I know you said you said it with a lot of confidence, but they have I mean, San Diego has the big Comic-Con event, but pretty frequently in downtown Los Angeles, they will have anime conventions. I'm sure they have their own names and then they don't just call it the anime convention, you know, <laughs> but it's not necessarily Comic-Con and, and, you see it, and, 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 and you see it quite often. But of course, as Ben said, 
dressing up as Pikachu or dressing up as a superhero, much different than dressing up as a member of the military, a militia man, a white nationalist, a Nazi. These are two distinct things to cosplay as. Let's play the clip of Nick Fuentes, who we've mentioned, entering CPAC. It's white boy summer. We're white. <laughs> I was just telling everybody, we're doing a press conference at 5 o'clock p.m. at the Sheridan Hotel, which is like across the street. I'll be giving my most unchanged speech ever. I'm, I'm off of Twitter. I have nothing to lose. So this is going to be the most racist. Whoa! So that's what you have going on outside. And let's just, I want to paint the, the picture. That's going on outside. Big crowds, people cheering him on. Like 12-year-olds, um, though. Like, these are, like, very young people, which is why when people say to me, you know what, the young generations are going to save us? Not necessarily. Not, not, <laughs> these, not these young guys, because these young kids are basically the modern-day version of the Nazi youth. And so that's why I think more and more people are fleeing Republicans and are becoming Democrats, because in order to be a Republican right now, you have to be racist. You have to be a Holocaust denier. These are the things that are essential to even have a voice in this party. Let's play the clip now of the super the group that calls himself the fuck calls himself this the super patriots. And the Proud Boys outside of CPAC. So again, we Nick Fuentes is saying that these are what the Proud Boys and Super Patriots, who are basically the VIPs of this event. We're rocking the same America hat, right? Hey, baby, we're rocking as I gave you that hat. When I see you last, saw you, Sarasota, baby. Sarasota, that's my team. Looks like guys, it's coming through here. Got the flags, monster trucks, guys playing. What's up, man? Cowboys are here, hanging out. Hey, guys, how's everybody doing? What's up, guys? It's like a Looney Tunes. And then as uh, Caitlyn Jenner is walking in the lobby, again, I'm painting you the photo. We have Nick Fuentes saying, get ready for the most anti-Semitic racist speech yet, and getting cheered on, having the super patriots and proud boys (laughs) mumbling. It's their version of mumble rap. And then as you start getting inside, (laughs) we see Caitlyn Jenner. And this is what other attendees are saying to her. All right, buddy, it's right here. Hey, Bruce. Bruce, what do you think about the stuff that they're teaching in schools regarding the LGBTQ? About Jesus Christ, Bruce. Don't forget about Jesus. that sick freak so that's as we get in the lobby we're working closer to the stage um caitlin jenner she's completely unqualified to have any political position whatsoever but uh someone who supports a party that does not support trans rights what you see there is the outcome of that she supports a party that doesn't even support her right to exist as a human being. Think about that. Think about dedicating your life to somebody who doesn't think you deserve to live on this planet, because that's what we just witnessed. And will that change Caitlyn Jenner's mind about anything? No. And that's what is so disgraceful about this movement is you have to completely sell out your soul, sell out any morals you may have had, sell out your community, sell out all the people who have struggled for decades and decades to give you the rights that you have. And then as we move inside from Caitlyn Jenner in the lobby, the racist anti-Semitic chants that are on the outside, we go to the stage that is a giant dick, that is a giant <laughs> penis of a stage. And then we have, you know, horrible people who are fixated. Their number one topic was anti-vax. That's their, that was their main. Number two was anti-Hunter Biden. Like those are their issues. As 
Democrats and independents are trying to build a fucking country, are trying to build infrastructure, are trying to fix problems. This group at CPAC is talking about not only are they anti-vax, they think Fauci should go to jail. Play this Republican congressman, Greg Stubbs, attack, whether it's actually Stubb or Stubby, he's stupidy. And we need to play play Greg Stubbs attack on Dr. Fauci things so we need to continue to fight like with dr fauci i just recently were in the process of sending a letter to the doj he lied to congress he should be held accountable for that Absolutely. if we're if we're in charge they will be he he specifically stated facts that were materially wrong and so the doj should take action on that they did for cohen they did for all these other people that were were good for the mainstream media and good for leftist organizations why aren't democrats being held to the same standards as republicans he should be accountable for lying to congress and lying to and senator Rand. as the chants in the background are lock him up lock him up not only are they anti-vax but they want a nonpartisan position. The the person who runs the CDC, who just wants to analyze medical research to keep people healthy, and that's who they want to lock up. So we've got the anti-vax chance like that. Let's go to Bobbert's speech of what her views are about government benefits. We're here to tell government, we don't want your benefits. We don't want your welfare. Don't come knocking on my door with your Fauci outie. You leave us the hell alone. What world are these people living in? The people who are chanting, including her, she if you believe her story, she grew up on welfare. And that's what allowed her to become a member of Congress. She gets her salary and her health benefits from, from the Ameri- government. From the government, from American tax. That's where the money comes from. Most of those people cheering, I can assure you, are either on Social Security or on Medicare or on Medicaid, receive some benefits from the government. Um, Baubert and all these Republican Congress members and senators go back to their district and they brag about the money that they're receiving from the federal government. We've heard over and over again, senators, governors, who are either going through disasters or who need relief, talk about what the federal government is built to do, which is to help the states. Part of states' rights is that states have certain limitations on what they can do, and they need to rely on a federal government. So we have a federal government. So this whole cosplay routine is just so bizarre, so dishonest, just and so despicable. And then so we talk about the anti-vax. We talk about Bobbert's attack on the benefits she receives. And now let's talk and play Don Jr., another headliner here, um, talking about what his view on Hunter Biden. I totally understand addiction. It's terrible. We all know people that suffer from it. It doesn't absolve you from being a total piece of garbage in every other aspect of your life. And they're so fixated on Hunter Biden, who right now, the last time I checked, Hunter Biden wasn't on the stage of the DCCC. Hunter Biden's not on CNN talking about American foreign policy. Hunter Biden doesn't have a government appointment right now. Hunter Biden, I saw one interview with him on Jimmy Kimmel talking about his addiction and talking about the problems he faced talking about the depression he suffered because his mother died, his sister died, his brother recently died, and he was addicted to drugs. But their continued projection, while uh, it's apparent, at least to me, that Don Jr. is mentally, physically um, unwell. I'm not giving a drug diagnosis, but it appears to be significantly problematic and he displays the symptoms at least of someone who's under the influence of various things at the same time. They're going after someone who's trying to recover from addiction. Also fundamentally, I think misunderstands Americans like uh, Americans in their family 
often have someone like Hunter in their family or in their extended family. And oftentimes that person dies. We've all had that experience. And if you claim you don't know someone who's gone through that, you're lying to me. And so for you to go up there and call someone like that a piece of garbage who's struggling to get through that, you fundamentally are just an evil, evil human being. And you are calling all those suffering Americans that when you do that. You are calling anybody who suffers from addiction a piece of garbage when you single out Hunter Biden and mock him for these issues. And I think you're exactly right that there are countless Americans around the country who they themselves are struggling with addiction, struggling with opioids, have kids who have struggled with addiction, have parents, other family members who are struggling with addiction. And this line of attack, I think, is just a disgraceful attack. And I think it's going to offend a lot of people. They're playing right now to their very small, very extreme base. But I really do not think that the average American, the average person in the suburbs, looking at this event, sees anything other than a crazy clown show. And let me tell you why I feel good about 2022 so long as Democrats and independents keep fighting and don't listen to the negativity. There are certain platforms that the GQP is taking that will make the GQP extinct if we don't give up and we keep pushing these issues. Remember, the GQP has basically said we can't trust voting anymore. The same things that they spouted in Georgia, they're out there saying this across the country and they're demoralizing their voters and having none of their voters believe in free and fair elections anymore. We as Democrats, as independents, as non-GQP members, we can't get disappointed. We can't get discouraged. We have to go out and vote. And then on every other issue they take, the issues that they're on are genuinely counter to where Americans are. We just have to keep fighting every single day. When we come back from these messages, we're going to speak to Toby Morton about his experience with Lauren Bobbert. We're going to talk about the Midas Touch video, which as of this recording has 3.3, maybe 3.4 million views. Hashtag arrest Trump now. And we're going to talk about why we produced that video. Hint, hint. Donald Trump spoke at CPAC. He spoke at the Maria Bartoloma show. And that man needs to be arrested immediately. We'll be right back. What's up, Midas Mighty? Ben Micellis here, joined by my younger brothers, Brett and Jordy Micellis. Have you got your Midas merch gear? If you haven't gotten your Midas merch gear, I don't know what's taking you so long. I got my gear. Most of the Midas Mighty got their gear. We have some incredible stuff. Isn't that right, Brett? That's right. And with the new CDC guidelines that say you no longer have to wear masks indoors or outdoors if you've been vaccinated, a lot of people have been asking us, how do you let people know you've been vaccinated? How do you know if you're around other vaccinated people? A lot of people are concerned. But, you know, we already thought about this, guys. We got our Vaxxed and Relaxed merch line. You could get it now if you still want to wear masks, if you still feel comfortable wearing masks around indoors or outdoors. We got the masks. We got the tees. We got the shirts. We got it all. And we got more on the way so let people know you've been vaccinated shop at store.midastouch.com to get yours and that's not all we have we got the club democracy gear we got the shout out to the Midas mighty gear we got it all go check it out that store.midastouch.com welcome back to the Midas touch podcast we are joined by toby morton toby is a friend of the Midas Touch podcast, a friend of Midas Touch. Yeah, I mean, a a close friend and close ally with Midas Touch, frankly, since day one when we started putting out content. content. It was very early on. Yeah, And Toby, your background, you're a comedy writer. You wrote for some hit shows like South Park and and a bunch of other, you know, a bunch of other shows. But you've, you've become 
kind of the accidental activists that we began. So before talking about Bobbert and the situation there, just tell us the kind of work that you've done and what inspired you to kind of go on this crazy path that we found ourselves in right now. Thanks for doing this with me, though. I appreciate it. That's a good way of explaining it. I'm the accidental activist because uh, I've been on Twitter since 2009, but I haven't done anything until the Trump administration. And I thought, well, this could be fun. And <laughs> it was around 2000, early 2019, I became friends with Devin Cow there on Twitter. And I was doing some animation for the cow. And, and around that time, there was a smaller campaign somewhere on the East Coast where they had snatched up the domain name of their opponent and they took that and they rerouted it to their own website and i thought that is brilliant but they're totally <laughs> missing out on some creativity and some content which they obviously couldn't do themselves so i thought let me just try that so i went to look for i thought who's an idiot who would not think to get their domain name and i found devin nunez 2020.com and from there i got his domain and started building a website for him and it was just animation and parody and making fun of them. But I did it in a certain way where people would see it and go, oh, this is Devin's website. So they'd go there and see my content. But that's the one that started it all. And then from there, people started sending me DMs saying, oh, do this person, do that person. And so it just grew from there. Now you just have a bevy of websites, just an <laughs> arsenal of fake yeah. campaign websites. Toby, how, how many would you say you have at this point? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> probably about... Uh, yeah, I know. Probably about 12 or 14, 12, 13, 14, something around there. But um, I'm always updating and some I, I kind of miss and something will happen. Like Senator Ron Johnson did something recently and I was like, oh, I have his, I think. And I'd go back and I'd have to update his. So it's just I, I still need to kind of familiarize myself with how many I have. But uh, it, it's fun. It's 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 a lot of fun. Toby, definitely a unique niche you're in right now. And when you were yeah. when you were writing in the entertainment industry, did you ever think that I am going to be one of the number one <laughs> connoisseurs of getting fascist people's web domains to support democracy? Never. Never. And how dare you say that? Never. I would never <laughs> think I would be in this position. There was I, I stayed away from politics my whole life because I thought Politics are, for me, I thought it was too easy. They're too easy of targets and it wasn't a challenge enough. But then, yeah, it's just been crazy. It's been, it keeps growing and growing. And nobody's really contacted me about it, the people who I've gone on the attack against until, <laughs> until recently. So, yeah, so now things are picking up even more. And I think the only other trouble I've had is when I created OANnetwork.com. <laughs> and uh, they contacted me and said, hey, you can't use our symbol, which is the OAN symbol. And that was on the website. And I said, yeah, 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 fine, fine. So I took that down and I replied to them and I was saying, OK, how's this? And it was just a photo of Mike Lindell making out with Trump or something. And I never heard back from them. But that was basically that was the worst I had trouble with. That, that was basically the worst until Lauren Boebert came along. And that brings us current to the Lauren Boebert <laughs> saga. So you actually yeah. flew out to Colorado. Right. You're now getting not just on the websites, like you're really getting in the trenches here. And so I understand yeah. you were in somewhat close to a restaurant. So tell us what um, you were doing out in Colorado and then tell <laughs> us what happened with Boebert. Well, uh, for starters, I created the LaurenBobert.com, her website after the January 6th attack on the Capitol. That turned out to be a favorite. Um, added a plenty of content from her past. Jesus. And I kept adding to it. And around the beginning of May, I received an email from her press secretary, Jake Settle. And it was saying, you know, take this site down or you'll be hearing from us, uh, you're defaming Lauren Boebert. At the time, I thought, is he, is he a lawyer? Um, sending me the cease and desist from her press secretary, and he's not a lawyer. But they sent that to me, and I thought, okay, and I ignored it. Maybe I'm sure I tweeted out about it, and that was fun. And then it kind of died down, and then I thought, okay, I want to add more content to the site. So I have relatives in Colorado, and I thought, I'm going to grab a couple of my cameramen. We're going to go out there and just shoot some exterior stuff and interview some constituents of hers and uh, make up a mock commercial. 
So we traveled out there and my cameraman went into Shooter's Grill, her, her restaurant, took some photos and whatnot. I hope they didn't eat the food, Toby. <laughs> no, no. Actually, we ordered to go and uh, we threw it away. <laughs> I've been hearing so a lot we, about the, di- the, the diarrhea. The, yeah, uh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It was this past Thursday when we were getting some exterior shots. We got permission from the restaurant right across the street from her restaurant, Shooter's Grill. And we were getting some exterior shots of not only her restaurant, but the whole street. And, you know, I'm standing there and this lady from across the street, it's hard to see her, starts yelling at us. And she's saying, you know, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Who sent you? Who sent you? And just yelling at us. And we're like, oh boy, here we go. So we got the shots and I'm like, you know what? Let's pack it up. I'm going to go back to the hotel. You go to your car and I'll meet you there. So we split up. And what happened was that was Lauren Boebert yelling from across the street. So my cameraman heads over to his car, not far to a parking lot. Lauren Boebert follows him, shows up and has her camera at the ready, starts filming him, asking all these questions. Eventually he pulls out his camera. He's filming her and uh, they get into it. And I tweeted that out. She's just asking all these questions. And she says, well, I'm just curious because there've been a lot of break-ins around here during the construction. And we looked that up and there's absolutely no break-in. So obviously she's lying. It's a big shot. Shocker. Yeah. So that eventually ends and he comes back. I tweet out the video that night. I get a direct message from just a random account. It's like freedom fighter. And then like 17 numbers after it, you know, those. Freedom 5359-7835. Wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah, that's it. So what they do is they tweet out the video from Lauren's phone and they don't say it's from her phone, but it's obvious because if you've seen our video, it's basically everything's happening the same way. So, and also you can see it's from an iPhone and she doesn't even edit or, and I mean, the picture sideways and it's just, she's a mess. Yeah, it was, it was on brand, unrotated, sideways, yeah. Yeah, crooked, yeah. poorly don't taken. Don't hate on yeah. that though. Don't hate on that. Uh, There's other qualities. Because Ben doesn't know how to use his right, iPhone. Right, right, <laughs> There are other qualities right, right. about Lauren Bobbert that we could criticize. Sure. But that one, exactly, she gets it. exactly. Yeah, but, but, and then I remember you guys, uh, Midas Touch uh, tweeted out about saying, oh, this is Lauren Bobert's burner account. You guys said something about that. And it was, it's obvious it was. And so whoever was behind it at the time, I didn't know. They were tweeting out you know, photos of my cameraman. And at one point on Lauren's video, now, allegedly, I can, you know, it's her phone. At the end of the video, she just has her phone set on his license plate. And he's from there. So she, you know, that tweets out that video. And then after that, uh, the person who runs the page tweeted out his full name, my cameraman's full name, and just started dragging him. And I'm like, okay, all right. So later that evening, this person live tweets from the fair is happening in Mesa County. That person live tweets and the video is saved and you can hear Lauren in the background with her kids. And this person who's live tweeting goes, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm live tweeting, I'm live tweeting. And then she cuts it off. So a couple people who lived in Rifle that I know, Rifle Colorado, they send me you know, a message saying, hey, it's this person. Here's the photo. Here's who they are. This is the person. And they're pretty much in Lauren's tight circle. So I start tweeting that out. Not, not the name of the person. I didn't do that. I tweeted out basically that I know who you are. I know what's going on. And so I figured that was the end of that. And then this morning early, I'm getting more messages from other, you know, freedom fighter, whatever you want to call them. This one has an eagle on it. So, you know, whatever. They're saying, hey, you know, this person, I know this person, and they start explaining to me who the person is. And they're like, if this is who it is, then you need to back off because basically Lauren's just using this person to get at you. Lauren knows, runs that account, but she's using her friends to get at you. And this is legit because this person's like, give me all the information that I already know about the one who runs that account. And I'm thinking, Jesus, it's like back in high school. And that's what it feels like. But that's, that's basically the, where it stands now. So you are in a Twitter spat with a sitting member of Congress. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. After a in-person confrontation. 
and right. she is using a burner account called Freedom yeah. Fighter uh-huh. to engage with you and is using one of her very close friends in her circle as an intermediary to hide behind the account. Do I have all that right? That is spot on. <laughs> that is spot on. And look, I definitely yeah. recommend that our listeners check out these websites. I mean, they're pretty incredible. And I don't think my description fully d- does justice to the amount of work you put into these websites. Oh. Like these, were, these websites probably take you days to make. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. Like yeah. it's not that you just buy the domain name, thelaurenbobert.com. No. No. You're really updating yeah. this content. So when I go to the website, I see Lauren Bobert, racist QAnon sympathizer. There's a photo of her. <laughs> Right in front yeah. of the, yeah. Uh, yeah, right in front of yeah. the Rocky Mountains, um, and then yeah, you have a some photo. Of her, a beautiful <laughs> photo, and then you have her yeah, tweets. Yeah. I am the militia um, from yeah. uh, 2020. and then you have her tweet. Obviously, when the insurrection's taking place, the speaker has been removed from the chambers. How long does it take you to make a site like this? Um, depends. Like uh, for Lauren's site, it, it's it initially took a good solid week to really put it together because I wanted to make it special, but um, yeah, anywhere from a few days to a week. But the thing about Lauren's and others is, you know, when she accused me of defaming her and whatnot, um, everything on there is a fact. Everything on there is, or, you know, her tweets are on there. Um, her uh, criminal past is on there. Her husband's criminal past is on there. None of this is like, I'm not making anything up. Am I embellishing and, making it funny yeah but the facts are there so there's nothing that people are going to go to and go no she wouldn't do that well yeah she would do that and she actually has and here's the proof <laughs> and toby i'm going to read some of these blog posts that uh that you have okay. up here just so people get a, a sense of what kind of material right. what kind of reading material you have on the lauren <laughs> right, right, so right, right. this is probably one of the tamer ones you have bobert failed to disclose fundraising ties to senator ted cruz the fec says yeah um as huh. we get up here however you got a article out here that says jason bobert will show you his penis um, of course, yeah. that is yeah. referencing yep. when Lauren Boebert's husband was arrested for exposing himself to underage girls at a Colorado bowling alley, I believe. Um, you have her <laughs> yep. suspicious mileage claims that uh, yeah. she drove, uh, I think it was something like $22,000 worth of miles like, yeah. before she even entered Congress, which is an amount that right. most Congress people take like six years to accrue. That sort exactly. of reimbursement. You have uh, yeah. what's become a theme of the show today somehow. Shooter's Grill gives people the shitters. Something that is right. now widely known by the Midas Touch podcast listening audience. You have a professional <laughs> criminal, which uh, lists Lauren Boebert's very long and storied rap sheet of arrests. And there's actually a few I've missed, I'm sure. So there's still more I need to add to her rap sheet. Go ahead. This is an ongoing process. He does, Toby doesn't just make these websites and call it done. He's constantly... He went out to Colorado, yeah. Brett, and... and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> and is there, it's like that's my backyard colorado's my backyard i know everybody there what is he thinking and toby and so, what was the what was their argument behind the press secretary send it was first off how does a press secretary send a well, cease and desist but what was their argument it well, was that you were using photos that were government property yeah so you, well the fir- yeah the first part of the email was yeah there was a, the main photo that beautiful photo of her in front of the rockies they said that's government property you can't use this we can sue you kind of lawyer jargon and I wasn't allowed to use that. Not a thing. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's like they own it. The government owns it. That was the first part of the email. And I was like, well, at the time I thought, oh, I didn't really think about that because I, I don't know too much about it. But then I went down to the second half of the email, which I, I tweeted out at one point that says, you know, also defamation of character, which <laughs> come on, they obviously read the website. And the clincher to that is that Jake Settles, her press secretary, that very night subscribed to the website and he's still a subscriber on the website. So he's just keeping track and seeing what I add and whatnot. So that, that's where that stands. Well, but I mean, consider- I mean, I'm not... 
I was going to say, considering that she's at Shooters and apparently just not working for the people, but just working at her restaurant, it doesn't shock me that her press secretary has nothing better to do than subscribe to right. your website. Now, <laughs> now, 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 here are some other sites that you have. Devin Nunes, 2022.com, congressmandate.com, Jim Jordan, spelled G-Y-M Jordan, 2020.com. But, but, but this is before we go, I have to talk about my personal favorite which is findmagalove.com it's a, <laughs> it's styled as a full-fledged dating site that you created yeah. and just tell our listeners what findmagalove.com is when they go to the site when they go to the website it's basically like a, a site for maga you go there there's uh, you know if you're racist if you're against the gay community this is a place for you and it's really set up like one of those late 80s, early 90s kind of uh, websites, the old dating services. And as a matter of fact, uh, I'm sure you're familiar, Blair Erskine on Twitter, she contributed and put together a couple of videos as a client for findmagalove.com. And so I have her on there, basically promoting it as Tammy, this random mega person. And we go on her journey of finding love. So I've gotten quite a few emails from actual MAGA who have mentioned that, you know, it, it's like they, they, you know, they go, oh, we, we see what you're doing. You know, you're not fooling us. And it's like, yeah, I know. I know I'm not. But a lot <laughs> of people are going to that. Tons of people are going to that site. And that's probably really close a close second right behind Lauren Bobert, the Lauren Bobert.com. So. Do you ever get MAGA though, actually looking for love on the site? I mean, they see, I mean, when you go on no. the site, you see Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. You see, does this inspire any of them to try to find a connection? No. And I'm so disappointed that nobody has like tried to reach out to me because there's an email on there where you can reach out and, you know, tell me your story, but nobody has yet. And I think I need to just update it more and kind of spruce it up a little so I can get more MAGA to actually respond. No, that's so funny. Anything planned in the future, Toby? What, what are the, what are the future plans? Uh, just dealing with Bobert, uh, or how do you call her Bobert? And Bobo. Um, yeah, Bobo. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just uh, every day something new pops up. So I'm sure I'll be adding a few things, but the main site that people go to is sycophantnetwork.com and there is where the oannetwork.com site is and that's like the the main site where everybody can see all the links to the other ones toby morton thank you so much for coming on the midas touch podcast we wish you well in your fight against bobo if i could be helpful on the litigation side just let me know never back down and we are glad that you're a friend of Midas Touch. We're glad you became that accidental activist. And we look forward to more <laughs> of your work. Well, as always, thanks for continuing to support me. And uh, I appreciate you guys uh, being there right behind me. I appreciate it. You can check out Toby Morton's work um, on Twitter at Toby Morton. That's at T O B Y. M-O-R-T-O-N or any of those websites we just mentioned. We'll be right back after these messages. What's up, Midas Mighty? Ben Micellis here, joined by my brothers. One of the things I am most proud about over the recent weeks is the new, improved, and revamped Midas merch store and the Midas merch is absolutely crushing it from hats to t-shirts to mugs to masks you name it we have it at the Midas merch shop and we appreciate the support I mean we're selling out of most of that gear almost instantaneous we got sake bomb designs we got baxed and relaxed the fan favorite we got the mighty we got club democracy you know what's funny about club democracy guys that one really set off Republicans. Probably because <laughs> democracy is a dirty word to them. So when they say, hey, democracy, or they it's get like, word. they get really angry. But that's why I like to say, and it's, 
It's half jokingly, honestly. Midas merch might be the best GQP repellent out there. Talk about not wanting anybody to think you're a Republican. You rock the club democracy shirt. You wear a Vax then relaxed mask. No one's going to think you watch Tucker Carlson. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. And you left out my favorite design too. The shout out to the Midas Mighty. That's become a fan favorite catchphrase. So hey, if you're interested, if you want to get some merch, help support us, help support the brothers, please check out store.midastouch.com. That's store.meidastouch.com and get your Midas Touch gear today. Welcome back to the Midas Touch podcast. Great having Toby Morton. I can't get over it, man. It really is impressive. Like the sites are really, really good. He does put a lot of work into them. And I mean, I hope he keeps it up. It sounds like he's going to keep it up. He exposed a sitting member of Congress's burner account. And then she (laughs) denied it. And then she deleted almost all of her tweets. From this account, Boebert was retweeting herself, liking herself, responding to people who made mean comments about her with memes of herself. It is just bizarre behavior. And the weirder stuff, too, they were following AOC. It was a little bit of a stalker vibe to the whole account, too. Her and Marjorie, man, they uh, secretly love AOC and want to be AOC so badly. However, they do not have the wit or the intelligence or the empathy that AOC has. Well, and AOC stands for something. And I think at the end of the day... We talked about this. Uh, I tweeted about it today. I've talked to people about it. This GQP stands for nothing. And we saw it today when we watched the court proceeding that was taking place in Michigan before Judge Parker, where all of the GQP, a district court federal judge, where all of the GQP lawyers showed up for a Zoom court hearing where they submitted false declarations. The hearing was set up for something called Rule 11 sanctions, meaning not just is the case alleging election fraud being dismissed for having no merit, but that the case was so bad and had zero inkling of merit that it's basically like alleging that space aliens uh, came out of the sky and attacked me. And so what the courts do to deter frivolous litigations, they have what's called Rule 11 sanctions, which could be sanctions against an attorney's license. It can be serious financial sanctions um, in the form of compensation to the other side for all of their attorney's fees, which could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. And these lawyers who represented the GQP in the fight across the country, but particularly here in in the Michigan uh, federal cases, they were all chicken shit. It's like if you're going to go down this road and you're going to make these allegations, it's like stand by it at least. At least have some conviction in what you're saying so that when you're in front of Fox News, in front of OAN, or in front of a court, you're consistent and you're not just running away from it. You see Lynn Wood, he, he was asked, he was, I don't know, I never signed that. My name may be on it, but that wasn't my pleading. It's like, dude, we saw you on TV saying that these were your cases and your pleadings. And it wasn't just Lynn Wood. It was all of these lawyers pointing to each other saying, I didn't sign it. I don't know what this document is. I'm not sure where the affidavit is. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure what that meant. The The English language has lots of words where it's possible that there was a alternative meeting when the judge was saying, what evidence do you have to support this accusation? What evidence do you have? They can't even stand behind it. It's the same thing with January 6th. At least if you're going to lead an insurrection, you know, stand up for it. At least say that you support that conduct. Don't say that it's, I mean, look, you shouldn't be doing it in the first place, but if you're Mr. Tough Guy or Tough Woman, go out and support your fucking people. Say this is what we stand for. Say we believe in authoritarianism, but don't be chicken shit when confronted and be like, oh, I don't know who did that. I don't know what's going on there. What what that's about. That's some psychological ops. That's some other shit. They don't stand for anything. 
And granted, we as the Democratic Party, as as independents, as this broad coalition, we stand for the people at the end of the day. We stand for pro-democracy. And what the Marjorie Taylor Greens, what the Bobberts, the Bobo, the Clowns, what all of these people are so envious of is that AOC stands for something. She has conviction. And these people so lack conviction, right, Brett, right, Jody? I mean, look, you go into their orange idiot leader. Let's go and just let's talk about just some of the things he said on the giant dick stage. Let's talk about what the giant orange dick had to actually stay on the stage. He's he's just we talked about mumble rap at this point. He's just a mumble rapper just spewing random shit on a dick stage. So here's a clip of him saying that he's the worst. Came a different man when the Democrats viciously stated that they wanted to impeach him. They went wild. We want to impeach him. We're going to impeach Bill Barr. We're going to impeach him. He became different. I understand that. I didn't become different. I got impeached twice. I didn't change. I became worse. I became worse. I legitimately thought that he said the wrong thing the first time because it's just such a ludicrous and psychotic thing to say that they impeached me so I became worse and have the entire crowd stand up and give a standing ovation. But then he doubles down and says it again. Just in case you didn't hear me. Oh, are you going to play a clip? Oh, I thought you were going on. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you have a clip, Brad? Of what? I, you kind of teed it up like you're about to play a clip. No, we just played a clip. Ben, didn't it seem like he was about to play a clip? But then he says again. again. No, he said it twice in the clip that we just listened to. Okay, anyway. Um, I got impeached twice. I didn't change. I became worse. I became worse. No, I, I know he says it twice in the clip, but you... You made it seem like you were gonna play. Okay, anyway, Su- wasn't it Susan Collins? <laughs> wasn't it Susan Collins who didn't vote on the either the the first impeachment or the second impeachment because she had thought that Donald would have learned his lesson? Right? Am I getting those facts right? Yeah. Yes, that Susan was, Collins. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't think he learned his lesson. I think he got impeached. He learned his and so, lesson. And and, and so ta- using this analogy because I love it. Like he is the mumble rapper on lean who you don't even know what he's saying. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what, what he's saying. Now, let's look at, um, this is what Trump's saying. He just admits, all of my polls are, everything I say, if I say it's fake, it's because I'm not winning. By the way, you have a poll coming out. Unfortunately, I want to know what it is. They, you know they do that straw poll, right? Now, if it's bad, I, just, I say it, it's fake. If it's good, I say that's the most accurate poll perhaps ever. Okay, and they cheer him. He's just not even saying he's not even saying real sentences about anything. I mean, that's the craziest part about it. And it did just finally just let's play this clip about where he's talking about uh, children playing with their toys. I want a toy, but dad isn't giving me the toy. They're going too far. They're so spoiled. You know, it's like a spoiled. Spoiled child. I want that toy dad, but I also want this one, this one, this one. Eventually, bad things happened. <laughs> what the I'm hell? What shook. is he even talking? I don't even know I'm what he's talking shook. about. I'm, I'm, I'm just shook. So then he goes on Maria Bartiroma, and he just starts talking about how the insurrection wasn't that bad. He starts talking about how the insurrectionists are actually like heroic individuals and that there was people weren't even armed, even though there's like copious evidence of people being armed with a ton of very dangerous weapons and people actually died. So we had to do something, right, Brett? We had to make our video, which took the words and took the things that Trump was saying about January 6th, not being violent, not being an insurrection, but it was a love fest. It was full of so much love. You should have seen all the love that day. These lies that he is pumping into the homes of Fox News viewers through Maria Bartiromo, or however you say her name. And 
we had to combat this by showing the truth of what was going on that day, because we can't let Trump get away by spouting these lies and letting them go unchecked. So we released our video, which is called Arrest Trump Now, which used his own words against him with the footage from the insurrection. As you mentioned earlier, I think the video is now up to like 3.5 million views, was the top trend in the entire United States. I think and I really think it took hold because this is the new messaging from the GQP. It's that the insurrection wasn't bad. It was all love. It was all love. You should have seen it. It was one big major love fest. And when you see this footage, it looks like a war zone because it was like a war zone. This was a vicious attack, a violent attack that left police officers dead. Police officer eyes gouged out, impaled, lifelong injuries brain trauma, officers who died by suicide after the fact. And Brett, before we play the video, I want to show our listeners just how cult behavior works and the powerful uh, platform of disinfo that Fox spews. So basically you have Trump going on Maria Bartiroma, basically putting out those fake facts that disinfo remember recall that i think the stat was like 90 percent or 95 percent of disinfo on the internet originated from donald trump it's one of the reasons he was removed it was a crazy stat like that but play the video brett um at cpac where a, a cnn reporter is asking um, some of the people there about the insurrection and just watch how they parrot those talking points. Do you guys think the election was fair? No. 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 They tried to tell us the Tarrant County election. We went blue for the first time since 1962. It's not called an insurrection to me. What about it was an insurrection? They stormed the Capitol. Who? Who's who? they? The Trump supporters. Right? Bullshit. I mean, I'm sorry. Bullshit. You don't know who those people were. No, some Trump supporters were invited in and there's video and there's audio that they said, come on in. That right there, what you just heard is the sickness. That is its final manifestation that leads those people to be radicalized. Those people are in a cult. And we painted the photo for you. We talked about how you have the Nick Fuentes of the world, the Trump cult that's outside. We talked about the hate that's going on in the lobby. We showed you the speeches that are being sprouted from a dick stage in the center of CPAC. And then we showed you the transmissions from Fox News that are beaming these messages, this disinfo into the homes, creating this cyclical effect of disinfo and trapping people like those you just heard in the echo chamber. And that's what we're trying to fight at Midas Touch, that disinfo with the truth. And so, Brett, play the Midas Touch video. Hashtag arrest Trump now. I know that you have had some time to reflect on what took place on that day, January 6th. It was a very mild mannered speech. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength. Trump supporters violently breaking through windows, storming through the Capitol walls. And love. There was such love at that rally. Cops being threatened to be killed. These were great people. Terrorists dragging the officer down the stairs, beating and stomping and smashing him with a pole flying the American flag. And I mentioned the word love, the love in the air. I've never seen anything like it. And that's why we say Donald Trump is a domestic terrorist. And what he is doing and what Fox News is doing is they are planting the seeds for a future insurrection. They are planting the seeds for a future attack against the United States. A quote we've said on the show before from Voltaire is those that can make you believe absurdities could make you commit atrocities. And that's exactly what we see here when the big lie 
is beamed into the homes of impressionable Fox News viewers across the country. This is incredibly, incredibly dangerous stuff. And that's why we at Midas Touch have to combat it. I mean, we just have to even think about that they cheered when one of the speakers talked about how um, we have not hit the 90% vaccination rate yet. Play that clip. They were hoping, the government was hoping that they could sort of sucker 90% of the population into getting vaccinated. And it, and, and it, and it isn't happening, right? There, there's a y- younger people. And by the way, listening to that clip, it would be remarkable, remarkable if we could get 75%. When we talk about the 31%, it's everyone who attended CPAC. It's these fucking lunatics. They're the ones who are going to drain this economy. They're the ones who are going to drain this country. And frankly, fuck them. But also at the same time, like we know, they're going to be the cause of all the fucking mutations of this thing. So it's just so frustrating to see this. I think it's ironic that the Democratic Party is bending over backwards to try to keep the Republican base alive. Just think about it. I mean, at this point, point, it's become a highly partisan thing, getting the vaccine, and it shouldn't be. But that's what Trump and the GQP has done. They made getting the vaccine a partisan thing. And Democrats, President Biden, they are pushing for all Americans to get vaccinated so that we could come out of this pandemic and return to our normal lives and thrive again. And now the people who are dying from the pandemic are these unvaccinated. 99.5% or so of people dying from covid are did you see that story of the uh, ner- of the anti-vaxxing nurse olivia mm-hmm. i think her last name is mm-hmm. boudry um and uh yeah she was out posting on twitter you know this is government control all of these lines she was very young or an yeah. rn and uh maybe late 20s early 30s um and she recently passed away and then uh, people went through her Twitter account and she was one of the anti-vaxxers out there died of COVID. And that story is not unique to her. I mean, she was very public about it. Um, and the fact that she's a health worker and being so public against the vaccine makes it a bit of a headline catching story. But you know what it reminds me of? Have you heard the stories about survivors of those who tried to attempt suicide, who jump from high buildings and yep. things like that? And the second they do it, the most common thing that they say is the regret. They talk about the regret that they had once they made that leap, how they realized that they made a huge mistake at that moment. And the stories that we're hearing now across the country is the same tragic tale of once people become extremely sick due to COVID, all of a sudden that thought flashes through their mind, I should have gotten vaccinated. I could have prevented this because COVID right now, it's a preventable disease in terms of death. Dying from COVID at this point is basically a choice that you could take. That's how far we've come in such a short period of time. And so when people are hooked up to ventilators, when they are on their deathbeds, they are realizing that had they just gotten this shot and not listened to Donald Trump, not listened to Maria Bartiromo, not listen to the rest of Fox News and the conservative media, that they would not be on a ventilator having their last breaths. They would actually be having real freedom. They'd be out with their family. They'd be out with their kids, their mom, their dad. They'd be going to restaurants, going to baseball games, living their lives. And that's what they decided to give up by giving in to this right wing propaganda machine. No doubt. That's why Midas Touch is out there fighting week in, week out on the podcast, through our videos, on social media, in the real world. Um, We've, of course, you've seen our airplanes, you've seen our billboards, you've seen our commercials, you've seen uh, our viral videos, which have raked up millions of views. In fact, tens of millions of views over the past um, month, even. And we're going to keep at it. You know, we're going to keep delivering the truth. And, you know, the interesting thing is, as we keep delivering the truth, all these GQP have is claiming, oh, the video's doctored. Oh, the video's manipulated. It isn't. It literally is the footage. That was always the Midas Touch thesis from the beginning, was putting a mirror on it, exposing it. That's why our saying is truth is golden. It's out there. You see it for yourselves. 
and you could fight the truth like a coward that is the GQP, or you can be a fighter, a true fighter, a true freedom fighter that is the Democratic Party, that is the Midas Touch movement, that are the independents that are forming a large tent pro-democracy Democratic Party with Democrats at the end of the day, preserving and fighting for our democracy here and abroad. And I'll close with this, Brett. I can say arrest Donald Trump and that I want a democracy in Cuba in the same breath, period, full stop. And Joe Biden came out today and talked about empowering the people of Cuba to stand up against the authoritarian regime of Fidel Castro's minions who are now in power. Um, as the Castros are no longer directly in control, the authoritarian minions are there. And those authoritarian minions far more mirror and mimic Donald Trump's incompetent authoritarianism than anything whatsoever. And to me, it's not a coincidence that as they look to their neighbors across the ocean and they see competence restored, as they see America is back, as they see someone there who's a stable president and not someone who pretty much mirrors and mimics Fidel Castro in every way. I mean, frankly, when we did the videos where we compared Trump to the Mussolini's and the Castro's and all of those authoritarian leaders, they're strikingly similar in the cult of personality that they tried to build and in these other areas did build. But you better believe it that we are unabashedly pro-democracy here in the United States and abroad. And I'm not ashamed to say that one bit. That is what we're fighting for here. That is what we're fighting for abroad. So with that, I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Midas Touch podcast. Definitely check out Toby Morton's websites that we talked about. We love seeing you wear the Midas Touch gear at store.midastouch.com. Get your Midas Touch gear there and show it off on Twitter and we'll retweet it. And until next time, it's Ben, Brett, and Jordy signing off and fighting for your democracy. Shout out to the Midas Mighty!